0: Am wired for sound? Right, yeah. Excellent. Right, so typical of Sheldon, <clears throat> he was halfway through my preacher already. <laughs> so um, I'll just pick up the bits, don't worry about that. So, as he said, it's, this is the time of year when we reflect, we look back, we, we wonder about stuff, and we get bent out of shape sometimes about stuff. But honestly, very often we, we look at New Year's resolutions. And the reason we look at that is because somewhere inside of us, we want to do better next year. Yeah. There's some stuff that we want to forget of the old year. but So we want to improve. We want to enjoy. And that's why there's a tendency with people to want to, some people write it down and stick it on the fridge. Some people just like, it's an inner awareness that I want to do better. And I want to enjoy this year. All right? So um, I'm going to read from Isaiah. And it says, do not remember the former things, not consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new things. I will do a new thing. And what he's really saying here is if you go back to verse 16, I was reading from Isaiah 43 verse 18, but if we go back to 16, it says, Thus saith the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters. What the scripture is actually saying to us is God's mercies are new every morning. It's not just a once-off thing. I didn't get you out of Babylon. I didn't just get you out of Egypt. I just didn't separate the sea for you. There's an ongoing moving forward. My message this morning is called moving forward. Okay, so leaving some stuff behind. And this is do not remember the former things, all right? Let me just back that up with another scripture. (coughs) Brethren, I do not count myself to have Apprehend one but one thing, but one thing I do, not one thing I think, not one thing I hope. This one thing, Paul says, I do. Forget those things which are behind, reaching forward to those things that are ahead. Walking out of 2019 is a good time and a good place to leave some stuff behind. And that stuff, very often we think, oh, yeah, that bad stuff. No, no. the Scripture's not talking about bad stuff. It says stuff. There's there's, there's memories of old. There are victories of old. There are good stuff that should be left behind now. We cannot continue (laughs) working and holding on to those, as good and as precious they are. But there comes a time when you have to move on. I want to uh, when we walked in, Kathleen said, okay, so, so the house is going to be empty, but the house is actually quite full this morning. So I said to her, don't worry, if there's th- I'm talking about three ladies, so if there's three ladies in the room, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be okay. All right. So I want to talk to you about three ladies, Naomi, Ruth, and Orpah. Okay. So Naomi married this guy, but there was a famine in, in Bethlehem, in, in Judah. So they moved off to go and find, to escape poverty and calamity and, and famine. And she moved on, and there, she and her husband, and she had two boys. And they moved to Moab. And while she's there, her husband dies. So added to the famine now, is death. Her husband dies. Her two boys get married, and they live for 10 years. Then both her boys die without having any children. This is not a good time. You think 2019 was bad? Look at this lady. She takes, she moves away, she uproots everything, She goes and she tries to establish a new home, a new place to to enjoy all these things that we like to write on our fridge. Trust me, she wanted those things. She wanted to improve her life. That's what they were after. But yet, death comes knocking in, in a harsh way. Takes her husband and then finally her two sons without her having any grandchildren. So then the three ladies decide, but they're going to go back. They're going to go back to Judah. They've, and off they go. Now, Jeanette and I, traveling between, um, <clears throat> when we lived in Joburg for 38 years, I traveled Joburg, Cape Town, 43 times in my life. I think I rode up three or four cortinas in, in the process. Okay? But one thing, I, I, I had friends in the car. I had dogs in the car. I had family in the car but I never had Squirma on a road trip. That was a no-no. You don't take Squirma on a road trip. Okay? Ruth goes, and she goes with Squirma on a road trip. And, and Squirma is not a pleasant lady. Oh, Squirma. You don't know what Squirma is. It's your mother-in-law. Okay? You don't, you don't do a road trip with your mother-in-law. Thank you. I, I forgot that we've got some visitors here. So um, <clears throat> so they off. And Naomi wants to make this easy for her two daughters-in-law. She says to her daughters-in-law, Listen, guys, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'll survive. I'll, I'll, I'll overcome this. I'm on my way back to my family, my f- whoever is still left there. But you go, and listen to what she says, you go to your mother's home, and you go and serve your gods. And these two ladies... Weep when Naomi says that to them. They weep because they don't want to do that. They, they don't want to. They, they they destitute. They without you know the, the three of them are just holding on and clinging together. There's nothing much left here. And a second time she says this, and then the uh, the one girl Orpah decides, okay, okay, she's she's going to leave and go back. And she leaves, goes to her mother's house, and she serves her gods. Again, when he says to Ruth, Ruth, like your sister in law, please feel free. I'm making this easy for you, I'm not putting any expectation on you. The expectation for 2020 is huge in this church, it's massive in this church. We are in February going to start with a 21 day time of fasting and prayer. A lot of the stuff I'm sharing today is going to work its way. Hopefully, uh, uh, Martina and myself are busy with, with the other leaders setting together what this 21 day will look like. We have an expectation. We, we have something to put in our fridge. We, we have a huge expectation. So, so Naomi says to Ruth, you know, no expectation. You really do what your sister-in-law did and just go back. And listen to what Ruth says to her. Ruth says, don't tell me to leave. Don't tell me not to follow you. I go where you go. I stay where you stay. Your people will be my people. Listen to this. Your God will be my God. This is a biggie. She told the other lady, go, or both of them, go and serve your gods. Ruth says, your God is my God. Where you die, I die. Where you are buried... I will be buried. This lady was adamant. Nothing of 2019 was going to shake her. She's got a head down. She's got a vision. She wants to move forward. She wants to let go of things. She doesn't want to live in the past. She wants to head out. you know what happened to Ruth? She got married a second time to a very wealthy um, landowner. I don't want to go into the whole story now. And she had a boy. This dogged, no nonsense. I will not listen to the failures. I will not listen to famine and to death of my, of my if she was the daughter, her father-in-law. A husband, but also... A, okay, so sorry, the family tree is a bit awkward here now. But, so there was death all around her. And yet she stuck in, she accepted God as her God, And she got married a second time. She had a boy. And she became the great, 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 great grandmother of Jesus. You get that? This is what, 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 she didn't have a dream. There's nothing in the scripture that says that she had a prophetic word. Nothing was going her way. She didn't have a little encouragement. There was death and famine around her. Yet she stuck it out. She knew what she had to do without any promise or or whatever. And she became the great, 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 great grandmother of our Lord Jesus through the the lineage of Jesse and David and finally to, to, to Jesus. My question is, is there a Ruth sitting in the room today? Is there a Ruth sitting in this room today that is looking at 2019 and looking at 2020 and uh, and Sheldon said, mostly it's all just the same old, same old. Nothing really changes. It's just bells and whistles and fireworks and more wind and nothing changes. But Ruth changed. There was a massive, massive impact on us. My question is, is there somebody in this house today whose God's got your number. God is looking at you. God is expecting of you. God has lined you up. He set you apart. Three years ago, Kathleen, I gave you this word of corrupt. To corrupt means to be positioned for right happenings. I shared that with her three years ago. This is what I've been seeing God doing to this church, to the Bay City Church, and this community. He's been setting us up. What's he up to? We don't know. We don't always have all the answers. But one thing I know, I leave the old stuff behind. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move forward. Okay? So Ruth goes, and she listens to that, what's inside of her, serving the right God now, and she ends up in this position. Question remains Is there Ruth in this, in this house this morning? What is God lining up for us? What is God lining up for you? Even if you're just visiting here, what, what is God saying to you today? It's, this is not just the same old, same old. There's, there's, God is up to something. God is up to something. He's got plans and He's got purposes for us. He started that in my mother's womb. Okay? And all I have to do is say, Where you go, I go. Where you walk, I walk. Your people are my people. I have to say it out. I have to be determined. This lady was like a fox terrier. She was not going to let go. Okay? And she moved on. There are two things that can inhibit us and hold us back when we have to let go. When we have to move on. When we have to move forward. I want to share just these two things with you. In Genesis 1, verse 3, I'm not going to go there now, I'm just going to read it to you. In Genesis 1, 3, God says, Let there be light. Light was called day, and darkness was called night. In verse 5, it says, So the evening and the morning were the first day. Uh, uh, Hang on. Surely that's wrong. If God lived in Cape Town, He would have got up first light, five o'clock in the morning, and He would ready, let's go, let's go, it's a long day, it's a long week ahead, I've got a lot of stuff to do, and he would create light at five in the morning, because that's when the sun comes up, isn't it? But God says, the scripture says, it was evening and morning the first day. What does does evening mean? And I see Rod go off and he's busy working and he comes home it's a time to, to kick off the shoes. If you were a farmer, you had to go and wash first and bath first. And if you, if you work in the mines, you first have to clean up a bit. You go and sit on your stoop or, or a place of quiet. It's a place of, of ser- serenity, a place of quietness. You go and you relax. You, have, you crack a beer if you're a pommy. And you, and you, you, you light a fire if you're, if you're a burki. Yeah. And, you, and you sit down and you. But evening speaks of rest, yeah. it's of relaxing. God creates, he says, let there be light, and it was evening and morning the first day. He starts in a place of rest. 2020 is a place of rest, not a place of doing nothing. God is busy creating. He's busy doing some massive thing here, but he starts his first day in the evening. Let's chill. Let's get quiet. Let's let's gather the children. Let's spend some quality time. Okay, And it was evening the next day. Then he goes on, and it's now the sixth day. He creates Adam and Eve. the same thing. He created Adam and Eve. It was evening and morning the sixth day. Same thing. But now what happens after the sixth day? It's the seventh day. So Adam and Eve gets created without a belly button, I get it, they get created. And their first experience on this earth is a time of quietness, serenity, relaxing. It is evening. What is their first day? Now, Adam and Eve, come, 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 guys. We have to work. We have to do something. There's, there's a lot of stuff that we have to get through here, you know. Animals to name. Animals do name. Mountains to whatever. And their first day, their first moment was an evening. Their first day on earth was a day of rest. They had nothing to do on their first day, their first evening. You, you see how God has ingrained this resting thing into Scripture. If you, if you can look for it, it it's, it's covered right throughout. God says, I can't remember the Scripture quickly now. Oh, yeah, Exodus thirty-three fourteen says, My presence will be with you, and I will give you rest. So when I feel distance from God, and I feel "Mm, my prayers are not being answered, and things are not rolling like they used to, and, and, oh, I have to push, I have to push into His presence. When the relationship feels unbalanced with me and God, it's not because of His presence, because He says, I will be with you forever. I'm on the inside of you. It's not a presence issue, it is a rest issue. In my presence, you'll find rest. What do we do when we sense there's something? We, we push, we push, we push. Sing louder, sing harder, sing more, read more, whatever. None of those things are bad, don't get me wrong. But we do it from a position of rest. That's, God just worked this thing out so beautifully. Um, I want to. Uh, I was going to ask Sheldon, but but he doesn't look enough like Moses. So, uh, so I'm going to ask Rod, my friend, here yeah, to come. Uh, yeah, let me. see Everybody can see. You. Come, Rod. You look, but no. You're uh,
1: Moses, and I'm your rod.
0: Where's your rod? I'm so clever. I'm his rod. So so they at. I'm, I'm just explaining how God weaves this in. How he? It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So the Israelites go. Morton, this is a good preach for you when you get to Malawi, okay? So, <laughs> so, so they, they go, and they, and they fight. So the uh, Amalekites, they were not a big nation, so they just sniped at the back of the Israelites when they were trekking, you know? And then, so Moses had to go up the mountain, and I know you've got a bad shoulder, but just raise your hands as high as you can, okay? So when his hands are like this, he, um, the Israelites are winning, now, when he gets, quickly stand up first. Quickly stand up. Do the same thing. So, so now I want to help my boot here. I mean, really, there's a, there's a battle going on here. Listen to what I'm saying. You, I'm telling you guys that we should enter from a position of rest. But some people say, you don't get it. There's a war coming in 2020. Yeah. There are battles to be fought in 2020. What are you talking about? You must get your head screwed on right. Because it's not that easy. You're oversimplifying this. So what do I do? I run up to Rod and I say, don't worry Rod, I've got your hands. You know what happens in an hour's time? Both of us are falling down. That's the only thing that's going to happen. He can't keep his arms up and I can't keep his arms up like this. Okay?
1: Have
0: a seat. So you Aaron and I'm her. So these two lieutenants of, of Moses comes along and they go up the mountain. What's the first thing they do? Remember, these are our leaders. When the leader's arms drop, who suffers? The people. The people suffer. They get beaten up. They get robbed, killed, and destroyed. So, so um, they walk up to him. What's the first thing they do? They find a rock. I couldn't find a rock, so I bought a chair. And they roll the rock to down. And this is what they say to Moses. Moses, put your behind down. Sit down. But can't you see there's a battle going on here? What are you on about? 2020, it's, it's due, my man. There's a lot of stuff. And they say no. And the leaders must listen to this. Sit down. Yeah. Now he sits down. Now raise your arms. Hold take his arm. How long can you stand like this? For a long time. You can stand for a long time. And if, and if you fall over, I can call her. I can call one of the kiddies. I was going to ask Anna May to do it, and she said, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what's happening here. The people are winning. He's in a position of rest, and I'm holding up his arms. I cannot do so when he is standing. Uh, there's so much that we can speak into, into leaders that refuse to sit down, yeah. or... or, or, or Lieutenants that are not willing to step up to the plate and yeah. to support. There's, there's, we can spend the rest of the day here. Thanks, good. Can you take the chair with yeah. us?
1: The yeah,
0: the yeah. They only had to do it till evening. was the first one that I wanted to share that we have to get, we have to sort out for 2020. We do everything from a position of rest. Go and find, go and Google scriptures on rest. It says you fear this one thing that you will not enter into his rest lest you fall short. Rob, kill and destroy is not going to hell. Yeah. Rob, kill and destroy yeah. is not doing what you're supposed to do in 2020. That's what it is about. And we can only do so from a position of rest. This battle was being won when Moses sat down. So don't let the circumstances shout at you, but you're not getting this. I haven't even got a job. I haven't got whatever this, the, whether it's famine, death, or whatever, this is what God says we have to do. It's, it's, not, it's not a nice to have. It is a must have. The second thing is this. I want to read for you. I'm reading from Ephesians um, chapter 1, from verse 5. Ephesians 1, 5, chapter 1, verse 5. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. The good pleasure of his will. has something I can write on my fridge and put it up as a New Year's resolution. Yeah, right. The good pleasure of His will is something to, to line yourself up with. It's something to be set apart for. But what is He saying here? We are adopted as sons. If you in this house this morning and you have made the Lord Jesus, you're, you're, you've surrendered your life, you've invited Him in, you have been adopted as a son and a daughter. If you haven't done that or if you are unsure, You're not sure whether you've done that. When we close in prayer, I want to ask nobody to jump up and run out. Please, just give me that one minute. where I just want to pray for people who are not absolutely sure that they can go into 2020 and leave some stuff behind. They can leave some stuff behind and they can step into 2020. Just give us a minute at the end that we can pray for them and you can stand in agreement with me. So we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. In verse 11 it says, In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined, that's the word again, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will. God's will is is there for 2020. We just, in obedience, have to line up. And it's not difficult. It's not difficult. Circumstances, famine, death, We'll, we'll, we'll shout at you. We'll scream at you. All we have to do, and, and my lining up is, Father, what do you have for me? What have you called me to? What's your plan and purpose? I'm not sure. Can you, can you be a little bit more specific with me? Can you help me with this? If, if I pray and I push in, will you help me? Uh, there's a beautiful scripture that I shared with you guys as well as... as um, as being illuminated, having, having truth being revealed to you. Okay? Let's push into that. Let's build up to the 21-day fast. These are the type of things that we want to have specific, and, and, and we'll speak a lot about that. But, so he says, you have an inheritance. That's a point I want to make. Verse 14 says, who is the guarantee of our inheritance? He's, talk, he's talking about we were sealed by the Holy Spirit in Verse 13. Who is the guarantee? That word guarantee actually could mean deposit, down payment, installment. All of those words explain that word guarantee. The Holy Spirit is our guarantee of inheritance. So what is this thing about inheritance? Why is it so important? Why is 2020, God asking us about what are we going to inherit in 2020? Listen to this. We have a choice. When we were, as I read to you, when we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, we were adopted as sons and daughters of the Almighty God and Father. All right? If we were not that, what, what are we? If you're sitting here today and, mm, I don't really feel like a son and a daughter of the Almighty God. And this is an attitude and a mentality that we display. And we don't rid ourselves. You're not either or. You decide once and for the rest of your life, that's it. No, it doesn't work that way. We, we are challenged every day to enter and to hold on to our sonship, sons and daughters, or to have an orphan mentality. Let me explain what I mean by an orphan mentality. So a son is birthed and girded in love. And often operates from fear. What if something goes wrong? We've had a lot of death here. We've had a lot of famine. We had to leave our house. We had to trek. I'm stuck with Ma on a road trip. What? It's it's fear. It's so often it's fear-based. It's anxiety that speaks to us louder than love. And this is the difference between sonship and an orphan mentality. A son, Sonship speaks of honor and empowerment. Orphan, orphan mentality speaks of having to prove yourself. Yeah. Yeah. A son is asked. An orphan feels that he's told. Sure. Do you feel that sometimes? Yeah. Do you look at 2020 and think, well, I don't really have a choice... Circumstance, life, death, whatever those stuff that we read about is going to put its finger on my chest and say, you will. And the God says, no, you have an inheritance. And here's the biggie about inheritance. An inheritance can only be received. It cannot be earned. So do, 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 go, go, go. Not resting, push, push, push and inheritance that God has set aside, that God has got ready for us in 2020, can only be received. if we. You see how rest and inheritance line up. So if yeah. I am resting in God, I'm trusting my Father. He's set me in from my mother's womb. He has set me. He's set me apart. He's aligned me. He's corrupt me for success. I'm trusting Him for that. I don't have to go and push and... and, and assert myself and perform certain things so i have to rest in him and i have to receive what he's lined up but it takes trust it takes trust fondest you don't get it there's a war on there's a battle on we haven't got time i don't even have a job i'm just about to lose my car i've never had a job what are you talking about Is there a Ruth in the house today? Is there a Ruth in the house who will say, so far and no further. I will go where you go. I will lie where you lie. Your God will be my God. Inheritance can only be received and never earned. Let's stand. So we're going to pray two things now. We're going to pray firstly for, if there's anybody in this house, that is, you're not sure that if 2019 is your last year on earth, due to illness, due to a calamity, due to sudden death, whatever, if you will not make it into 2020, my question to you is, would you be going to heaven? Will you be meeting with your Father in heaven? Is the sonship that I spoke about, is it true for you? If you're not sure or you think, "Wow, well, maybe on a good day, I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. When we finish with that prayer and you feel, wow, hang on, something just happened here, just come to the front, speak to myself, Jeanette, uh, Sheldon or Kathleen and just say, that was for me. That was for me. Just speak it out yourself. Confirm that this is what God has put His finger on you. He's marked you. He's laid, He's laid His hand on you. Okay. And then I just want to pray into 2020. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. We honor you, Lord God. Everything about you, Lord God. Everything about you is praise and honor, Lord God. Is praise and honor, Lord God. Thank you for our worship this morning. Thank you that we could express ourselves this morning in our worship, Father God that we were sons, Lord God. We were not holding back, Father God. We didn't have to earn anything this morning. We just could come into your presence this morning and just speak our love to you and rejoice with you, Father God. What a privilege, what an honor, Father God, to come into your presence this way, Lord God. But, Father God, our heart goes out. So I want all of you to pray with me. Say, Father. Father, I I come to you. In the name of Jesus. Jesus I surrender, my life to you. I
1: surrender my life to you.
0: I lay it down. I, lay it down. I now invite you. I now invite Come, you. Into Come into my heart. Come and be Lord of my life. Lord, of my Lord over me, Lord God. Lord over me. I, am your child. I am your child. I am the the blessings of Abraham is mine. mine. Twenty twenty holds no threat to me. I will rejoice in you. I will rejoice in you. Thank you, Father God. You. Father God, I just pray as we, as we leave 2019 behind, Father God, and as we brace ourselves, and as we prepare ourselves, Lord God, yes, there are battles. Yes, we might be in the first day of creation, but, but we will do so resting in you. And we will do so qualified as a son and a daughter, to receive our full inheritance. By your Spirit, you have sealed it. You have guaranteed it, Father God. Lord God, we are excited about 2020. We walk as Ruth walked, Father God. Where you go, I go. Where you put your head, I put my head. Where you die, I die, (laughs) Father God. We are doggedly determined to position ourselves to to receive what you have for us in 2020, and everybody in agreement said, "Amen." Outstanding. What does Matthew 11 say in the passage? It says it speaks about the unforced rhythms of grace. But trying harder, doesn't mean you're going to get more. I'll speak into that next year about. Learning to come from a place of rest. I like that. You can't earn inheritance. Okay? The harder you try, I'm not gonna give you more and stuff. Rest in him. Have a blessed day.